What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja Vu Podcast. We are here talking about the Sopranos under lockdown. What do you do, Travis, when you're in lockdown? Poop in a cup. Mm. <laughs> no, you don't poop in a cup. That's not. That's not something oh, wait. you do. The I'm, toilet's still working. Wait, I'm not supposed to do that. I've been doing that no, for a couple days no. now. I'm, no. Quite frankly, I'm running short on cups. Oh no, Travis. Do you not have any toilet paper? No, uh, I mean, I have like a couple of squares left. Little, little squares? I've been bidaying myself with the kitchen <gasps> sink sprayer. I don't want to do that either. <laughs> no? No. I washed my how, hands how, after. How do you think the Sopranos would have dealt with COVID-19? Not well. Not well at all. Not, I don't yeah. think I don't think Tony would have I think Tony would have had a really hard time coping with yeah. this hardship uh, as his uh all of his uh massage parlors are shut down. Mm-hmm. The strip club is shut down. Uh I don't I think business would come to a a pretty good halt for him. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would. I don't think he would. He do would really start good getting stir crazy. You know, he, he can't go see his therapist. I was actually thinking about this. Tony Soprano, one thousand percent, two weeks ago, was just sitting over here calling this a big hoax and just yeah. a big media scare. And uh, and then today he's he's like really facing down having to lay off some employees. Or mm. in his line of work, he's just gonna have to kill a couple of people just just to cut, gonna have to kill them just to cut cut funds. Gotta yeah. make it work for the fam. Well, we're talking about episodes. <laughs> Non-Corona Sopranos starts in three, two, one. <laughs> we're, we're talking uh, episodes four, five, and six of, of, of the show. The first one of these is probably... Uh, I guess this is not a very popular episode or a very, it's the, you know, I read something in the book, um, the, uh, um, the good sessions, the Sopranos Bible, the Soprano sessions by David, uh, no, by, um, Alan Sepinwall, which I've been using as a guide. It's been really good. I wish uh, he would do this for lost. That'd be great. Or I could do one for lost. I don't (gasps) know. You just found your niche. (laughs) You did it. Do it. Write a lost book. A lost book. I'll, a lost yeah, book. you can. I'll, I'll, I'll write the foreword. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have to watch them all, all over again. Oh, right? son of a bitch. I'm out. That's the thing. I'm yeah, out. Okay. I'm out. Could I uh, watch? Hey, do they have. Maybe they have like a condensed version like they have of uh, NFL games that I could watch. Just kind of a. Maybe a montage. I'm sure you could find that. Probably. I know people have like done. People have done it in chronological order, like edited the whole show in chronological order. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That would be a hell of a watch. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll do that after Sopranos. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. So the first episode is Commendatory. commendatory. Hey. Hey. Go Commendatory. So first reference to old technology, DVD player that doesn't okay. work. Yep. That's that's a that's a reference. Still very wasteful to uh bash it in. Didn't really see that to be uh that's still an expensive piece of equipment. How much do you think that cost in nineteen or two thousand? That was nineteen ninety uh two thousand, yeah. A couple um, hundred bucks at least. Yeah, a few hundred dollars. Yeah. For one of those. It's, they're just they're wasteful, is yeah. what they are. They are very wasteful. 
Pretty much, uh, Tony, Polly, and Christopher are going to Naples, 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 uh, Italy, Naples, <laughs> Naples. <laughs> Nipples, Naples, Italy, Nipples, Italy. They're gonna go see. Uh, they're gonna go see. I guess he's the a... Kimura gang. It's like uh, yeah. they're their distant relatives, right? And I guess they're big mafia types in Italy. Sure, yeah. And this this is sort of, you know, they talk about the scene in Godfather Two about going to Italy, and it's very romantic. To you could these definitely, guys. you could definitely tell that this whole episode was kind of shot in the vein of Godfather. It has a lot of the same just kind of feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or Godfather when they go to Italy. I guess that's Godfather Three. Two, two, two. Is when they go to Italy. Yeah, it seemed it seemed like I mean it was just akin to it, and it was it was just kind of uh, it was felt throughout. Definitely, uh, this this show is very it is way more Godfather than Goodfellas. Well, hmm, depends on the moments. I think it's Goodfellas in the style, and also sort of maybe the the physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's got. I think it romanticizes Godfather more though. Yeah, like Goodfellas. it's almost like. Uh, like Godfather is like the classic good old days for them, right? Oh, it totally is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the fifties. It was a very long time ago. Yeah, and that was their uh, that was the heyday, or I guess the way that Tony and the show perceives it, it, it as the heyday. You would think that, like you know, you talk to doctors and they hate watching doctor shows because they get everything wrong. Same with like lawyers. You would think mafia people would not like mafia movies because they get things wrong, right? Maybe, but it's so glorified that they probably see it as the hero. Right. So mm-hmm. it's uh, pretty cool. Like if you if there was a movie made about overnight board ops, like you would be super into it. Like he's I like, don't think I'd be into it. He becomes super into it at all. <laughs> super overnight board op. He can run twelve stations at once. Yeah, uh, I, I would pass on that movie. I would not watch that. <laughs> you don't think I get I what be, you're saying though. I get he, what you're saying though. Yeah, yeah. right. Like a radio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. Yeah. Because doctors, it's it's. I don't know. Maybe it's easier to tell what gangsters or to easily convey what a gangster does through film as opposed to a doctor because it's so complicated. Right. Whereas it's think, just kind of holding folks up and mm-hmm. uh, robbing and I don't know taking bets. Sure, 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 sure. So they go there. It's ultimately kind of disappointing uh, for all of them. Yeah, uh, I really I enjoyed guess. Polly's scene with the with the hooer. That uh, the, yeah 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 when they're in the bed and she just she really has absolutely no time for him. No, and he's he like starts trying to like, trying to start up a conversation. <laughs> he it really feels like he's getting a lot out of this. Like he's back to his homeland, even though he's just a a, a dirty American like everyone like mm-hmm. they, like the rest of them. And then Christopher just ditches about five minutes in and gets so super duper high. So when did Christopher start doing heroin? I think he was doing heroin last season, or start like he was dabbling doing cocaine. I cocaine. Thought. I think it was maybe it was a little bit. Uh, maybe he's escalated then. I I don't think Christopher's doing real well. We'll get to his episode. No, he's not. And also the uh, the song they keep playing is the, I can never not think of Step Brothers. Yeah, yeah, playing. I know. Yeah. Same, same. I can never not think of Step Brothers because they play it three times throughout <laughs> this do. episode, and and like, I guess yeah, back in two thousand, it's very you know oh, this, that this is Italian the, classic. That is the now song. I'm just 
I'm thinking of Will Ferrell. Oh, he kind of <laughs> ruined all I, Yeah. I think for our generation, that might have ruined the song for us. Because it's probably the first time you legitimately listened to it. Right, right. And you might have heard it when you're eating uh, you know, your, your chicken parm at the Italian joint down the street. Sure. But this is the first time you really listened to it was yeah. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Singing it. And then a drum solo at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I can think of. Uh, which I think I rewatched that movie. It's it's been too long. I we used to watch that all the time. Same. We watched. Yeah. I, I want to say we watched it maybe about a year ago, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Wouldn't be a bad idea to jump back in though. I didn't take too many notes for the last two, but I did take notes for this one. I wrote too much kissing. There's too much cheek kissing in this. Yeah, they're doing a lot of European stuff in this yeah. one, aren't they? They're, they're really it. hammering it home. They would totally get Corona. They uh, okay, uh, that scene where they're at uh, what's her name Anna Anna Lisa Anna Lisa's like mm-hmm. childhood home and there's like fucking goats and oh yeah, and yeah cats and dogs and they're just sipping wine out of their hands and licking each yeah. other after they ate a grape or whatever like I just couldn't the whole time I was just sitting there like this whole place this nails. is why Italy is all dying right here yeah, this is right gross. There. They're all they're kissing dis- each other. They're disgusting. They're all over each other. Back right. up. They do. Social she distance. Was an interesting, she was an interesting character because you kind of got vibes of the, um, I guess, the, the, the character and the, the imaginary woman that he yeah. imagines. You kind of yeah. got vibes that she was that, but she's a little more well-rounded. She's actually the boss of this um, family. Right. So the... She- the, the dad or the the patriarch he is has dementia he can only say like words american words like he doesn't he's not there so she has to take care of him but she is the acting boss yeah and her husband is in jail i guess yeah her husband's in jail yeah it's it's nice if you can marry into a boss ship i suppose uh uh-huh i think she's related to tony yeah so she and she is the daughter of the yes. boss and then right. the guy that was acting boss is in jail which was her husband so he like right. married into the boss right but now she yeah so tony's kind of wigged out that uh, there's a woman boss it's a lady what? a lady yeah, yeah i don't know that kind of felt like it was a little out of the i mean not out of the blue because he's it's no not, well tony's old school you know he is and it, but I, I don't know it just it it just kind of felt unnecessary. Maybe it was just because it was so, you know, maybe that's... It, it. was very, very... Usually you don't have your heroes in shows be that sexist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, they can be a little <clears throat> bad. They can be a little bad, but they mm-hmm. can't be all, like, very bad. Have you, know? you read... I th- I don't think... It, I guess I think it's Seppenwall that was saying, or maybe it was David Chase, his quote about that is, like, you can have your hero do terrible, terrible things as long as he's not... And he can also be kind of stupid and make big mistakes as long as he's still the smartest and most heroic person in your in the sure. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it makes it's kind of makes them redeeming in some sorts too. Right, and usually you know they're not um, racist or sexist. You know, right. Where Tony can be both of those things definitely. Yeah, it might um, be a little but, hard to not, play maybe that. Not the uh, most. Yeah. yeah, it might have been a little harder to push that one today on a on a. Uh, you're even an anti-hero. Yeah, I think so. I think there, there you go. That's one thing that maybe would be a little. I don't know though. I mean, that's very. You're not supposed to totally root for Tony. No, you know? you're like, not. So, 
I mean, you he is are, not a, but you aren't. He's he is not a, not a good guy. I do think I enjoy him more than like the like Walter White at the end, where yes. you just hate Walter White. I think Tony was like a static. He was he was he was better able to separate his business life from his like home life in a way. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and, and I I feel like Tony was. I feel like that's always nature over nurture. Where Tony's nature, yeah, was this. He grew right. up with this. Where I think Walter White had a lot of opportunities to get out. He had, oh, a, yeah. and but his pride and his ego. What was the reason for his downfall? Like he had friends who were like, "Hey, we'll give you money. We can help you." Mm-hmm. He's just like, "No, fuck that." Right, and, and also yeah. Walter. Like, if you if you want to just, I mean, like talk about the differences between Walter White and Tony Soprano in and the next episode when Tony, uh, you know, takes the step back as the you know, not in the room boss any longer. That's not something Walter White was ever able to do. And that was ultimately his downfall is he always needed to be on the front lines, like physically doing the work and physically taking the risks. Whereas Tony Soprano didn't. Yeah, no, his, his plan is way less sustainable than Tony Soprano. Tony, Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano. (laughs) Man, I almost like pulled together like a full good thought and I finished it off with Tony Sopranable. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I agree though. Well, t- yeah, Tony's always been a very good um very good organizer, very good leader, very good uh tension breaker. You know, or, uh, he certainly broke some tension in this episode. He did. Uh he did. He doesn't shit where he eats. Trucks. No, he, he sure doesn't. <laughs> I could see where as a European that might be a jarring uh turn of phrase. Yeah, it what still is. But, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much he's there to make a deal to get some cars, but inevitably he uh, brings home what's his name, um, Florio. Florio, who's uh, looks like the most. Uh, he, I don't know. He's the most he like mo- good-looking, like ugly guy. Not, ugly, yes, good-looking guy. Yeah, he, he kind of looks like the dude from uh, uh, the Greek Wedding uh, movie. I uh, would not know. I saw it in school. Fabio? No. What are you thinking of? No, I'm thinking of the, my big fat Greek wedding. He sort of I looks like I never saw that, that yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't recommend. Wouldn't recommend. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they he's trying to recruit him because he wants, <clears throat> you know, a guy that's old school that doesn't have any connections to Jersey who mm-hmm. will pretty much be his muscle. And I guess Florio's uh, been his kind of contact between yeah. the two families as well. So right, he has history right. with him too. Uh, yes. So yeah, we talked about Tony. We talked about Polly. Christopher is just doing heroin the whole time. And yeah, that's pretty much it. They go back to New Jersey and Christopher gets a gift at the New Jer- Newark airport. Yeah. Is, he uh, was too busy, pretty... uh, too busy getting high to actually mm-hmm. get anything. Uh, yeah, so... uh, all right. The second part of this episode is unless you have anything else to say. No, just like the whole, I don't know. So David Chase in particular didn't have a real high opinion of this episode. Mm-hmm. He he didn't really like the casting of. Annalisa. By the way, David Chase makes a cameo. Yes, yes, yeah. He did. He did make a cameo, which was kind of cool. But he didn't like that. Um, and I, you know, I kind of felt like this was a the like a good idea for an episode. Yeah. 
but I don't know that it was really like worth our time. You know, the show, it's it's not as flashy as no. you would think. It's you not. You know, like, when, when you think about a mob movie, you think about all these little things, and the show is never, and it never will be, a big, flashy mob, mm-hmm. you know, um, almost exploitation kind of movie. It's just not that. And, it, and it, it, you know, it's it's always been a bit more, more gritty. Um, cerebral and, yeah. you know, gritty and... Uh, a little more, yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not that flashy ever. Um, yeah, this is kind of what this episode is. Uh, I think the stuff with Pussy's wife is interesting. And that, how I that like kind everything of, away from Italy a lot better than I like yeah. any of the Italy stuff. So we have, um, we have uh, Angie. That's her name. She's uh, being torn apart uh, by pretty much Pussy's cancer. <clears throat> right, well, she thought she had it. Yeah. And but so yeah, Pussy's in a lot under a lot of stress because he's now an informant. He meets a guy in an Elvis costume and kills him. Uh, remember that? Yeah, that was really. <laughs> I, I guess I actually really just liked the stuff with the ladies, and then like, yeah, that was just weird and like kind of stuck in there. It well, was he's weird. he's because he's just so he nervous. He's very I get yeah, informant. it's in there for a reason. It's just yeah. <laughs> But he's it under a lot of stress, and that's funny that it was a fake marriage. Elvis, I guess. Yeah, that's <laughs> always kind of funny. Guys who dress as Elvis are funny. Uh, so yeah, that's putting a lot of stress on Pussy, who, or a lot of stress on the marriage, because she's wanting to get a divorce, and Carmela is like, "You shouldn't do that." And then she has this big conversation with Janice, who pretty much describes Carmela mm-hmm. in a rant that uh, I actually have it. Uh, in the book, he said she says these OG pricks, especially with their gumars and their prostitutes, emotional cripples, and they expect their wives to live like fucking nuns up at Mount uh, Carmel College. Madonna whores a full whores a full equation, I believe, with clo- uh, clothes, appliances, and houses. And then she says, "You're talking about me, aren't you?" Pretty much. She's like, "Oh no, no, not you. Just you know." Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean. Based off of Carmela's uh, demeanor, the next couple of episodes that like broke her. <laughs> yeah, it really upset her. Yeah, <laughs> like she's been, she's like, I'm not so. I think checked out might be. She's uh, been checked out. She kind of checks in and out though because she I mean, does. But yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a little different right now. She's in a yeah. she's in a funk. <laughs> right, she's in a funk. I think she's such an interesting character. She's, you know, I, I think she's my favorite part of the whole show. She's, she's really good, and I think I think uh, Breaking Bad and some other shows could have maybe taken a few cues from this character, mm-hmm. where she's um, yeah, she's complicit. She's complacent to everything that's going on. She's not, you know, she knows what's going on, and she makes to her decisions, and she chooses to stay with Tony and stay in this, you know stay with it and i think she's just way better written um there's she's much she's got way more layers and so there's much yeah. more to her character than just wife of criminal right and who has to you know but yeah so she, she's yeah she's been in a funk so episode two i call this the barry episode <laughs> The Barry. I got a lot of Barry. Did you watch Barry? No, and that's one I need to get into. I watched that is like half of the first season and didn't finish it. Barry is very good. Barry. I got a lot of. If Dexter was good, if Dexter was a good show after two seasons, okay. uh, That's 
It's Barry. some somewhat like that. Also, I think also maybe because um, also maybe because uh, Bill Hader kind of looks like Mike Michael C Michael uh, Michael uh, Jesus Michael Hall, Michael C Michael Hall. Ah, what is his name? Michael, Michael C. Hall. C Hall. Yeah, they kind of. <laughs> I was just gonna let you drown in that. I don't know of if mud. they look similar, but. They, they have a similar profile thing. for sure. Yeah, they kind of both and, have that and, square face. Yeah, face, and they both uh, wear the same effing shirt in the yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and it's weird how similar. Like, there's a scene that is like the exact same plot as <laughs> Dexter. It, it's a little shocking at times how much it is like Dexter. Uh, I, I liked Dexter the first two seasons, and then it just got really, really bad. Is Hater a, like, a, like is he writing the show? Or yes, is he he's just, writing it. He is? He's writing it, yeah. Yeah, I, I bet it, like, spun he directed off of, an like, episode too. him watching Dexter and was like, what if this guy wanted to become an actor? <laughs> well, this this episode is very much like Barry. And, I, I again, there's a oh, almost a 20-year difference of time, I'm there's no, you know, it's just a coincidence. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Christopher has always wanted to be an actor. Uh, or no, he always wanted to be a writer. But, right. And so and she so bought him very, a... Very sweet girlfriend. Like, she does she's, not need him. She, no. She needs to get rid of Christopher. She's better she than he is. She's too good for Christopher. Yeah. He's, she's way too good for him. He's really kind of the worst. Like He really uh, is the worst. I know he's in, he's in a tough spot, but he yeah. kind of needs to buck up a little bit. Yeah. Like, she... She's too good for him. Uh, she buys him this class, uh, you know, for for screenwriters, for actors, or whatever it's called. And this it's is really the most interesting, pretentious acting class of all time, right? Uh, hey. she brings up there's some good stuff that you we do that improv. You do really? that in improv. Yes, it's just it's I, I, it's just an exercise of like you don't. It's emotion. It's showing emotions, using emotions instead of words. I guess I get yeah. it. I guess I get it. It just yeah. it just seems stupid. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. And with all due respect, it just no, oh, seems oh, 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 okay, stupid. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well. No. Yeah. I'll, seems no dumb. Disrespect. Then it's just what okay. I'm saying. But all, like okay. I said, all due respect. Yeah. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> so that makes it okay then. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, no. I. Yeah. We used to do that in improv. That's it's just an exercise. Um. So yeah. He. She. They give him some lines like uh, of a scene. What they. Uh, they want him to do. And he doesn't want to do it because from the outsiders, just, I think me. is what it was. Yeah, it's for, I, I think so. Yeah, he's like, ah, it's not. It's not me. I can't do that. Which is sort of the, the point of acting, right? Well, pretty much, <laughs> what what he's scared of is maybe digging into his emotions and revealing things that he doesn't maybe want to relive. A lot of it has to do with kind of his father. I think mm-hmm. um, he is mad that his father died very early, and he just you know he's. And we we've seen it in the first season where uh, he says he's might be depressed and and he talks to Tony and, and like have you seen a shrink and he just like that's ridiculous you know he just he doesn't do well revealing his emotions. I feel like Christopher is having uh, a, a, an episode uh, due to you know, partly and I think that's why this father stuff is coming up is because he's he's now seen a chink in the armor of his his uh, father figure tony uh-huh and that's what's bringing all this father stuff up which is creating this entire like mental episode where he's 
throwing away part of his work and hitting people in the face, but at the same time giving these very raw and, and emotional uh, scenes and does them very well because he actually is like sad well that's what reminded me of of barry so much is because well uh you haven't seen this episode. i haven't but that's okay i don't care yeah well when when he uh he i forgot who he killed oh i think i remember who he killed. he kills someone that's actually pretty important to him and he needed to do this one line for this one scene with the his this this girl that he likes in the class mm-hmm. and and you know barry's trying to practice um and he just can't really get there and then he murders this guy and he's like really dealing with these emotions. And then he, right after he comes to the play and he performs the line and it's like really powerful. Yeah. And, uh, it's that's like all kind of, of what those emotions of. just like yeah. came to the surface. And he's, yeah. And he does a scene from, um, um, the rebel without a cause, James Dean. And it's the scene at the end where he's kind of, you know, graveling to his dad and, and just long, you know, and it's, yeah, it, it kind of relates to, again, kind of maybe what his issues are right now. Yeah, and if if anything, like I said, it's just bringing those things up. Um, but at the end, he still just throws all of his scripts away and gives up because he is a shitty person. Yes. Uh, and I, I don't know, man. Chris, Chris I, I, what season does he get, get, get clipped, as they might say on this show? Towards the very end. Is it towards the end? Yeah. Boy, he gets a lot of chances of just kind of dipshitting around, doesn't he? Uh-huh, he does. I was going to mention something. But yeah, he 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 does um because he's also having problems with uh one of his earners, I guess, uh at the massage parlor that's not really a, a whorehouse. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that, I guess now is We'll get into that now. We, we sort of have a will they, won't they with Melfi and Tony. Melfi's seeing her psychiatrist. And yeah. he's sort of insinuating that she might have a little crush on him. And she... Uh, this is the episode where she like flips out and cusses him out and leaves, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. she... And then she even admits it when she goes back, back and sees him that she was basically just emulating Tony's behavior there. Yeah. Uh, which I found to be kind of interesting given with... Uh, that Tony is typically the one that's em- emulating her behavior. Right. They they need each other. They they're in separate. They're it's a symbiotic relationship. Yes. They need each other. And she, we talked about this last season. She likes the she likes the danger. She likes talking to someone who's a bit off. You know, who's a bit out there. She she likes that. She likes you know being a part of this world. Yeah, organized crime. She likes it. She want like I. Uh, I think we said in maybe our last episode. She wants a taste of the of the dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like she got bored with uh, going back to the normal, and now she's she's had a taste, and now she yeah. she wants very much like Christopher. Maybe in his heroin issue, maybe he started out with a certain drug, and now he needs a full drip. Mm-hmm. And I think it was interesting. She did say. The therapist like, do you like him sexually? And she goes, well, I do have not sexual feelings, but I have feelings. It's, it's like talking to a child at times. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's such a little boy, and that's my, that's an interesting. Like maybe she sees him as like maybe a, a, a son or like a, some kind of like poor thing she needs to help. You know, 
Not yeah, necessarily like that. a romantic, but maybe a motherly feel, figure. Yeah, to especially him, you know? because of the way that they're constantly talking about his view of his mother, and right. uh, she could somehow find her way into kind of trying to fill that role subconsciously. Yeah, this is a deep yeah, episode, man. This is <laughs> this is a very good one. This is a very good episode. You also have uh, Flory. All right, so you have. An interesting thing in the book is he, uh, he was talking about how Sopranos kind of use violence with comedy. Mm-hmm. A lot of like setup with props and stuff like that. What, you know, and Christopher, when he comes in, he's using a, a, a paintbrush. And, right. you know, when um, when Richie hits, what's his name with the... Well, Polly Walnuts is like your perfect Pauly Walnuts, example. Yeah. Like he, he's, yeah. it's all very slapsticky. It's very slapstick. And really, the last time that we saw anything as violent as you see in this episode with Furio is uh, when they cap that guy on the boat. When Tony just like pulls out a gun and shoots a dude. Well, that was still slapsticky because it was out of a fish. A little bit. It took it but, out of a fish. But, le- but a little le- – like we even talked about it when we talked about that scene that it was a little bit more over uh, – or more violent than most of the scenes – uh, that we'd taken in so far, and then this one with mm-hmm. Flurry or Furio is, yeah, this is just brutal. And yes, vicious. I mean, man, there is no slapsticky. <clears throat> there's nothing. He comes in. He got like that shot. It looks like taxi driver. He's when mm-hmm. he's walking in. He's collecting the money, and he just starts hitting this woman. And he's just hitting this guy, and he's he's not fucking around. No, he's popping people in the face, backhanding. Yeah. He's throwing, he's breaking out windows, shooting people in kneecaps. He's just on a rampage. Yes, I also yes. love his character. <laughs> and he he has a a relationship with uh, Carmilla, you know, in, in the future. Right. That's right. He does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's great, and uh, he plays the like menacing nice guy really really yeah and well. he's like he's like very charming you know they have that whole party respectful and he's little kids he's very respectful and nice he smokes he while he makes switch. cheese but yeah I mean, other than that you know, he's he's fine yeah he is yeah uh we also sort of see now this sort of changing within tony's crew he promotes Polly and silvio and who are below Tony and then below uh, Polly and Silvio are Pussy and um, Furio. Florio. Furio. Yeah. And, and people are still suspicious of Pussy. They have that, you know, at the, the dinner with Pussy, uh, with Polly. He says, hey, Pussy, why don't you go leave for a second? Yeah, take, a, take five. They're yeah. still a bit suspicious of him. They are. And then Pussy definitely feels that, you know? I mean, he t- talks yeah. to... What's his FBI guy's name? They're I, the I same person, though. They're the yeah. exact same person. Um, <laughs> they're just pounding breakfast meats at like 8 o'clock at night and uh, bitching about everything. Um, he de- and, de- and Pussy definitely feels... He feels like he's been demoted. Yes. Which... I mean, dude, you kind of yeah, ditched kinda for has. like six months. So yeah, like even if you, yeah, like if your buddy ditches for six months and says he was just worried and back and all that, I mean, would you? You would still, you would still be a little suspicious. Yeah, know? and then so at the same time as um, pussy is unra- pretty much everybody it seems like in this episode is unraveling. Uh, one of the cool things about this episode too is we like 
pretty much run into almost every single main character. Like, Karm is maybe one of the only ones that doesn't have, like, a central piece in this one. But pretty much everybody else is accounted for. We see Pussy, Polio, Silvio, Furio, uh... A lot of O's. A lot of O's. Does Arthur is this the? Is Arthur make his? No, he's in the next episode. Next one. That's our. Uh, that's our lost connection right there. And because he was, um, he was what Hibbs. He was uh, Sawyer's contact. Remember, in the Sawyer's in contact. uh in Outlaws, the the gambling friend. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. He's um, also uh, he was also in. Uh, Terminator 2, obviously. They use the Terminator and Terminator 2. Yes, of course. Of yeah, course, of course. Uh, so while all everybody else is unraveling, Tony is too, and his, uh, his temper is getting yeah, the best of him these days. It is. Throwing phones at his kid. You know, just... <laughs> it's... I, I love, love AJ. I do he's too because so... he just—he's able to like the kid's actually like a pretty good little like pretty good actor. Like yeah. so he's conveying like everything that he needs to be conveying back there. Like if your dad was losing his s on a yeah. phone, literally losing his s on a phone like that, and he's just silently holding his what is it bowl of cereal or something? Yeah, just oh my god, yeah, like bagels, or yeah, something, something or like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I do like Tony going to Hess for, for a little bit of maybe therapy. Yes. Not so saying. he couldn't get and a that, therapist. So he found a Jew to complain with. Is that what's going on here? Is that what I he guess did? So. I don't, I think he just, he knew he was an older guy and he likes older guy, you know, older people, you know, and he, he thought he would be a good person to talk to. And I, I love how it's just a, it is a, it is just it is a one-person conversation. Oh yeah, both of you know, them talking, just to, talking him. to themselves. Both were just yes, <laughs> talking to and themselves. Hess did give him some information though, is that his dad had panic attacks. Tony Soprano's dad had panic attacks, and back then, you know that uh, what 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 is that even that you know they didn't talk about it, but now it's something else. But yeah, and he reveals that information, and also Uncle Junior reveals that. They had a mentally challenged brother Ecoli. that he never knew about. <clears throat> yes, Ecoli. Which is kind of an and... awesome name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they, a, lot of re, a lot of reveals in this episode, honestly. We're, uh, we're popping up with extra uncles, and uh, Dad also had the same problems that nobody ever told Tony about, uh, which just gives him more excuses for in the next episode when he decides to go ahead and take up take Melfi's uh, offer to come back in right. and have her treat him again. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. He knows it's uh, hereditary, at least. The um, panic attacks. Uh, yeah, I, again, I like the whole Hess stuff where it's just, yeah, it's one-way conversations. I love uh, that entire thing. It was yeah. so funny. It really was. And finally, though, he does. Well, Melfi calls him. And it was a very much a will they, won't they sort of, you know, like in a sitcom, you would see this. They're, they need each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, next episode, they finally do meet. Yes. Or was it this episode? I think they, they do at the very end. In my notes, it yeah. said they did. But I thought it at first was in, in the... Uh... I think they have a bigger conversation next episode. Yeah. Because it mentions but it was a little awkward and they're in. just smiling at each other. Happy yeah. to be back. But trading yeah. trading barbs still. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, next episode. Uh, this is one I really remember for some reason. Like I really remember this one. I remember the friend with the gambling problems who gets mm-hmm. in too deep. This is yes. a good. This is a like. I mean, I I, I like this one because it it. I like all of the episodes where they're hitting real hard the two sides of Tony of like prudent businessman gangster and like a dude that kind of kind of wants to do the right thing. Right, um, and I like the idea of Tony being like just having regular dude friends. Right, right. Like uh, Artie and this guy, uh-huh. just to kind of just regular dudes who he happens to be friends <laughs> with. And and they're kind of sucked into his vortex. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And they, one way or another, they are. And Artie's a bit smarter about it. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, where he's and this guy is just an idiot. He's this trying. Guy's to, a, he's a degenerate gambler. Well, he and he's already addiction. in on. Uh, he's already been. He's already lost. What was it like eight grand to Richie? Yeah. So and he knows what he's doing. He's clearly known the families for a long time. He know he should know what he's getting himself into. Right. And he plays it off very like, oh what? What? Me? what? But uh, why didn't how's your daughter doing? Uh, he does not know how to deal with this. <laughs> I I loved the because uh, I mean so before he actually gets into Tony's game. Tony turns him down twice. Yes, he's being a good friend there. Actually, like, hey, you don't want to... And he shouldn't know... He probably knows that this guy's a degenerate gambler, right? Right, right. But he's kind of, you know, been able to separate himself from it, not been actually yeah. uh, directly involved in it. But once right. he starts asking him, he's like, look, you you don't want any part of this. We They, they play deep here, and it's uh, you don't want any part of this. And then he asks him again, same thing. And then he just shows up. At the place after we find out that he's uh, also in it with Richie, yeah, with no money. <laughs> Clearly, we know you tried. No. To, we were trying to come in here, so uh, you should have had some money at least. And he was up, and he was up at one point, and then he yeah. just kept going because Tony wakes do up when you're a, down forty-five k. Yeah. When you're a degenerate gambler, you keep going. Try to ride the wave, and you end up uh, underneath the waves. Mm-hmm. I think there's more to that than I actually knew. But you get it. <laughs> uh, but he he does end up losing it all, and then that that was an interesting scene too, as we still have Richie trying to buck back at Tony. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was a little convenient that he just showed up at the game at that time, since he's not really yeah. pertinent to the game at all. Right, and also I forgot to mention. I think the last episode we see, it is funny how now the three kind of thorns and Tony's side this season all live in the same house. You got Richie, Janice, and yes. Olivia. Yes. Uh, all uh, at the at the funeral. They're all living together. It's a bit weird. It's very weird. Uh what when was that when was it this episode or the next episode where Janice kind of starts acting a little bit like uh Lydia or Livia. I always always mess that up. Uh um, I, I think it's the next episode because in, in this one it's more uh just is this where we see them at the house? No, this isn't that the house part. Yeah, it might be the last one where we, yeah, where were they cut? Where she was like, "Hey, you need to step up against Tony. He's being a you know bully. Don't take shit from Tony." Yeah. To to, um, what's his face? I'm bad at I'm bad at podcasting. <laughs> I'm bad at remembering names. I'm bad at forming thoughts. It's so okay, I'm sorry buddy. For anyone who's listening, it's to a this. heavy listen. It's a heavy. It's a heavy couple of days we've been living through. It's right. all right. You got a lot on your mind. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, that was Frank Sinatra Jr. 
at the in the show. That was really him. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Does he? Did he sing too, or was he just famous for being a? I think Frank he sang Sinatra too, Jr. but was also famous because he was Frank Sinatra's kid. Yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah. Um, okay. What's this guy's? David. David. Dave. David. Dave. Dave. Um, he missed that first oh. deadline. Yes. He missed that first deadline. He got warned not to miss the deadline several times. Because I guess if you miss a deadline, it gets tacked on with the principal. So like, so what you're saying is, so say my payment is $500, right? Mm-hmm. I only have 250 I owe you $2,000. So I gave you $250, and now I, you, now I owe you $1,750. But I was supposed to pay you five hundred. Does that mean I still owe you two thousand dollars now? I didn't even get anything you said. <laughs> okay, so the the situation is is uh, he owes Tony money, and you have payments that you make on this money, right? Um, so if I owe you five hundred dollars on a two thousand dollar bill, okay, yeah, but I only give you two hundred and fifty. Does that mean that since the difference is tacked on to the principal that I still owe you the $2,000 and any incurring interest? I don't know. I would say yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't I don't understand math. So Sorry. you're not good at podcasting. You can't no, formulate not thoughts. Good at math. No. You can't do addition or subtraction. No. No. You write with a, a stick and your own snot. I don't spell well. I don't spell well. You don't spell good. No. I can't form words together. Nope. That's six. And mm. I can't think of anything creative. I'm creatively bankrupt. Creatively an idiot. I'm uninteresting. Super boring. Big dumb yes. idiot. Yeah. And Anything else? Um, that shirt's weird. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> All jokes. Trey, you're great. Um, I, 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 think, I think that's how the interest thing, or that's how that works. I just wanted to run, run that formula by you and see what you thought. I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> thanks. Uh, so ultimately, and I guess... This whole season is about how Tony affects people's lives outside of the family. I feel like this with this almost like the the whole that's the consequences of his actions for this entire yeah. show. Cuz yeah. last season it was all the stuff with Artie and then the three or four other people that he either got killed or killed himself that were just kind of bystanders. Uh is it bystander? I think we talked about that before. It's bystander. Bystander. By bystander. Not bystandard. Maybe. There's no. I, I we've never had that conversation. We That's the first time hearing about okay. this. Okay, so is it bystander or bystander? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. All right, all right, settle down. I don't know. I I'm sorry. God, I just don't know. God, um. Anyway. I think that's kind of that's that's like the consequences of the entire show is all the people mm-hmm. that he gets hurt on the side. Yes. And I don't know that, and I, I guess I guess Dave's son is one of those people, and I guess Meadow in a certain way, sort of, kind of. Yeah, she ruined. I mean, I guess actually she kind of benefited. Yeah, she kind of ended up uh, getting what she wanted out of the whole. Yeah, 
Yeah, she got to do her solo, <laughs> which was kind. But of... her her buddy, you know, he he's pissed. He had lost his I, his uh, his his truck. Car. Yeah, big old car <laughs> can't can't take cheerleaders to practice anymore. Son of a bitch! You know, he's I hate when that happens. That. I know. Um, he's pissed about that, and yeah, so yeah, it affects him. It affects everybody. For sure, and I i mean, <clears throat> Meadow once again gets to play the victim and kind of uh, still benefit from something that's not her fault. Well, she doesn't know that she's benefiting. It's not, I mean, she's probably upset she lost oh, she a friend, knows. but... She knows. You know. She knows. Remember Tony yells at her like... I mean, she, she knows, and I guess, yeah, she is benefiting from that. She's clearly benefiting from that. <laughs> Because now she has it, because eventually she's going to get in that truck and be like, ah, it's actually kind of nice. I don't think she takes it. Maybe not. Because she said no, she's not taking it. Yeah, but she got her solo. Yeah, she did get her solo. She got her solo. Yeah, what are you going to do? Say no, I protest? Right. I will not do this? I, will, I too, shall not sing. No. No, she knew how to do it. She was ready to rip it, and she probably did, yeah. did perfectly fine. Yeah, she did great. Um, and then I guess the last thing is, um, his, his, uh, session with Melfi and just talking about how he's just mad at everybody and wants to smash Mm. her face in, in particular. Yeah, she keeps harking on that, yeah. Harking on the smashing She seems like she's a hurt girlfriend. Like, this isn't going the way that she envisioned it was supposed to go. Right. His problems are supposed to come from... The mobsters, not 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 me, right? And yeah, she, she thinks she's pet pissed because he abandoned or she abandoned him, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he he says that he wants to be the strong, silent type like Gary Cooper, right? And he kind of says all these losers here, you know, uh, coming in. It's these men are all pussies mm-hmm. that you know need to be talked to, and he's turned into one of those pussies. He says, "Yeah." So this is the <clears throat> this is the episode that was submitted for Gandolfini for uh, his primetime Emmy that he oh, won really? that year. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's interesting. I thought he did. I thought he was amazing in this episode. Quite yeah. honestly. Um, he was really great. Um, I like all of, I think this is the first episode where you really see like Carm's demeanor being very noticeably different. Mm -hmm. Um, that she's really just acting differently. Yeah. Um, like the, the phone a little bit, like she was just so much more calm and cool than she was. And then in this episode, I'm trying to remember just, was it with the kid? I mean, her, with the, I can't remember exactly what was going on. She just seems off. You know what I mean? She's doing a really good job of conveying that there's something else going on in that character's mind. Yeah. I'm just trying to make sure I hit all my notes. Yeah, I don't have too many just because I I didn't take really notes on on the last two here. Yeah. Um, I did find it kind of interesting, Tony talking about that he wants to be like this happy happy go lucky normal person but he he always feels like there's something uh like dragging him down whether it be obligation to his business or somebody in his family like he wants to start out and he wants to like be be a happy person and it's just not not in his demeanor and i think that's kind of a struggle that we all 
Right. Have. You'll never be happy. You know, that's for a lot of people, you'll never be happy. Oh, know? Trey. I mean, uh, it, it, oh, no. Yeah, that's totally. You haven't well, you haven't spoken in like three minutes. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll never be happy. <laughs> you might as well just go outside and suck in the coronavirus now. Get all that corona in because it ain't going to get any better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, everyone is disappointed with, with whatever and he he doesn't realize that yeah that's just the way of life is you're always going to wish it was better right grass is always greener right oh yeah you're always going to wish things were better i would certainly wish things were better i think wish things were better as well well what do we got next next episode is three uh the next th- let's see how much more we have in this season travis unless there's anything else no i believe there's wanna... 13 episodes in this one too though I think. And so we're on seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, so we'll be, we'll have what? Um, 10, 11, 12 next week, and then the finale the week after. Or who knows, with <clears throat> the way the coronavirus is going, maybe we sneak in seven, two in a week because we could do a finale. Yeah. A little short finale wrap up for everybody. All the D- DVP1s. The, yeah, the, yeah, sure, sure, sure. The DVP one. I like the, I like the uh, episode title for the finale is Fun House. Funk House. Fun House. Fun House. Yes. Fun House. All right. Well, we'll come back next week with three more episodes of, of The Sopranos to talk about, Travis. Do you have any last words on these? I thought the, I thought the first one we talked about was weak. I thought the other two were really good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think the second two episodes were quite uh, good to quite good with this last episode. I really, really, really enjoyed Happy Wanderer quite a bit. And I liked, yeah. I liked the Christopher stuff in uh, Big Girls Don't Cry, but this last one was really, really good. Yeah, it was very good. It, it is definitely one of those I remember mm-hmm. watching yeah. in my dorm room in college, laying down on my... My speaker that what well, that was a pillow speaker. This one was very not to continue doing the episode while we're trying to wrap up the episode, but this one I felt like was very <laughs> akin to uh, college. Sure, like yeah, it was kind sure. of that slow roll. Like nobody got murdered and yeah, just in the, the end. The but... viciousness though of him beating up his friend, mm-hmm. like because he's he's like hey, and and Gandolfini does such a great job of almost morphing into a different person. Yeah. Uh, I know we're now we're just talking about the episode more, uh, you know, morphing into a different person. Cause like, yeah, he's like, his, at the beginning of the episode, he's his buddy and they're joking around and talking. And then when he's serious, he gets serious and he like, and he like bows up and starts, he looks different. Almost. He, like he y- looks yes. more menacing. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I, I think he does a great job of being, uh, like a methodical, um, a methodical being like dangerous being, you know what I mean? Yes. Like he's, yeah. he's a teddy bear, but, uh, he, he's a teddy bear. That's also a large grizzly bear. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Now we're done. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see everyone next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>